We're with Alex of Earth Eagle in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Hi, Alex. How you doing? We're good. Before we even talk about what Earth Eagle is, the business, what is an Earth Eagle? An Earth Eagle is uh, the, what the Native Americans believed the turkey was. The turkey was the eagle of the earth. It represented Mother Earth. It represented gathering. It represented abundance, uh, resilience, nobility. Those were all things that we felt reflected us, and that's where we came up with the name. You're located not too far from Portsmouth Brewery, which is the, I guess you'd say, the uh, predecessor or the mother of Smutty Nose. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. In New York, there's been a lot of new businesses that are not your standard beer businesses. We saw growler shops opening up, uh, bottle shops. We've seen nano breweries. Your business is the first of its ilk that we've seen. Can you describe what you've got going on here? Sure. So my wife and I, two years ago, opened up A&G Homebrew Supply with the idea that eventually we would open up a brewery. Um, her brother and I have been brewing beer together for about five years, and we had always toyed around with the idea of opening a brewery. But the the birth of the business came out of the homebrew store. So we opened up the homebrew store two years ago, started creating a community around homebrewing and a beer culture that seemed to be kind of starving or cut off here in Portsmouth. You know, years ago, there was uh, a big beer scene here back during the first push of craft beer in the early 90s, I guess, uh, when everybody had that big boom in craft beer and then it kind of faded away and and then as it started to grow again, there really wasn't a place for that here yet in Portsmouth. So my wife and I, not intentionally, but it kind of happened after opening the store, we kind of created that community here again in Portsmouth. Uh, and then shortly after, a year after we were in business, we started building out the extra space we had in the back of the building for the brewery, a small one-barrel nano brewery and tap room. New Hampshire changed the laws in New Hampshire to make it a little bit easier for brewers or people to get into the brewing industry. So the nanobrewery license was written to allow small businesses to get started in the brewing industry. Uh, so the concept worked because they allowed us to sell beer on property in a tap room. And tap rooms, as many people in the brewing industry know, that there, there's a lot of money to be made on premise in your own in your own brewery. And that's really what made this whole concept of a one barrel brew house work. So you're a home brew shop, and you're sort of a pseudo bar. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> uh, we don't have your typical bar hours uh, by any means. We close at 9 p.m. We're open from 4 to 9, Monday through Friday, 3 to 9 on Saturday, and 1 to 4 on Sundays. But when we first opened, we were only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we were only open typical brewery hours, maybe you know noon to 3 or 3 to 7 during the day for tasters and, and growler fills and, and uh, little tours of the brewery. And quickly realized that people were coming in as we were getting ready to close and going, what do you mean you're closing? This is downtown Portsmouth. So we changed our hours and stayed open till 9, and it seems to have worked really well for us. We've noticed since we've been here, granted it is a Saturday evening, but I don't think I've seen a single growler filled. Do you do the majority of your business is people doing samplers? I would say we sell a good 60% in samples. 
a lot of people come we have a lot of local traffic and they'll come in and and go through our flight because it's constantly changing and then they'll go out to dinner and have a beer or two in town and and have food Uh, since our brewery doesn't have food yet there's definitely been that limitation and in new hampshire you can only fill your own growlers so i think there's kind of a slow piece to that as far as people a little reluctant to purchase another growler because they have 15 in their collection and don't want to have to get another one that's weird so you can't just bring in a generic growler right right in the state of new hampshire you have to fill your own growlers uh something to do with label laws but we do sell a lot of growlers and refills it tends to be like you said a little bit earlier in the day and then you know as after dinner we'll get another push of people coming in to fill the growlers Alex, you said earlier that you were distributing to accounts. You were selling your beer in other places, I assume bars, restaurants, but you had to stop. Right, correct. We were doing a couple of small accounts in the craft beer market as far as the bars around the area, but we quickly were starting to run out of beer in our tap room and found it more important to make sure that we always had beer here as opposed to getting it out and getting the name out there. so You've obviously created demand here. We, we have. Yeah, and it was kind of, the, the idea was always to have this destination place where people could only get your beer in a certain location. It kind of creates an allure of... It makes it special, makes it exclusive. Right, an exclusivity, I guess. That was kind of our goal originally, and then we started getting asked if we could sell a keg out here or there, and we started doing that because we had just opened and we weren't selling quite as much as we anticipated at first. So, And then all of a sudden it happened. (laughs) It just started, like we started getting more and more demand as the summer approached, and and now we've come to a point where we had to pull everything back in-house in order to keep up with it. And you've gone from a one-barrel system to a two-barrel system. We have. We just put in a two-barrel system this week. Bought a couple more two-barrel fermenters uh, in order to up our fermentation space from four barrels to six barrels of production per week. So you have six beers on tap right now. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is find that two of them are Gruets. Right. Is that something that you have a personal interest in or just you wanted a different range of styles? Yeah, my, my brother-in-law and I own Earth Eagle Brewing's uh, George Hileshorn and myself, Alex McDonald. We started uh, brewing herbal beers back when we started home brewing as kind of an interest. I was a pipe fitter and welder. I went to massage school around 30, studied herbs and holistic medicines. And George, or Butch, as everybody knows him, uh, Butch Hileshorn, his wife is an herbalist as well. So we had this apothecary at his house of interesting ingredients to play around with and had done some reading and found historical references to beers that were produced up to about the 16th century and then all of a sudden the hops took over and became the mainstay in beer Uh, so we started playing around with that idea can we create some of these beers that you know we can't couldn't find them commercially available our first one was a beer called william wallace which was done with juniper berries and heather tips and uh, it was the first award we ever won as a home brewer. Ever since, we you know, just started playing around with more and more of those herbs, uh, different combinations, herbs from locally sourced to stuff that you can get from herbal sources online, South American herbs to Asian herbs to whatever. Playing along the ideas of flavor and bitterness more than you know what they're medicinally used for, but just trying to get an idea of what this herb would taste like. So we'd make a little tea of it, get an idea, taste it, go, oh, this might be good in a saison, or this might be good in a pale ale, you know, that kind of thing. So we're just 
really just started playing around and experimenting as home brewers, and we just carried that over into our brewery. Yeah, and all six beers are all quite different, and if you set those up in front of me and ask me where they came from, I wouldn't guess it was all from the same brewery. The styles are all quite different, and they, they have a distinctive, unique quality all their own. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's part of what we wanted to continue. Um, as home brewers, we were brewing beer we couldn't find. Uh, we wanted to keep diversity on tap. We never wanted to be just like, oh, this is our IPA, this is our pale ale, this is our brown. You know, we wanted to have something fun and interesting when you came in and being that we started on one barrel and now two barrel we're still brewing in such small batches that it's easy enough to roll through beer quite frequently so there's always something changing on tap i would say on average nothing stays on tap more than three weeks and uh, you're also barrel aging we are barrel aging some beers um you know, lamenting that we don't have enough space to, to do something larger. We're both big fans of sour beers, Belgian styles. Uh, we get our barrels from Allagash, uh, who's been great friends of ours up in Portland, you know, not more than 50 miles from us. And uh, we'll continue to get barrels from them as long as we have space for it. So Earth Eagle Brewing, Alex McDonald, thanks for talking to us. Uh, probably not going to be seeing your beers in New York City, so you need to come to Portsmouth, New Hampshire to try the Earth Eagle beers, and we highly recommend that you do. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us, and uh, great beers. We look forward to having some more in the future. Thanks again.